0: Making history his story. Derek Izzy. Moses, thank you for that wonderful introduction. You are listening to The Derek Izzy Show. Okay, as you know, we do rotate sponsors on the show. And it's always nice to bring a new sponsor in who has something different that they can offer you. The brand new sponsor that I'm proud to bring to you today is Ting. Ting is a cell phone provider. Now you know the major networks, Sprint, AT&T, Verizon, and then there's all the little ones like Cricket, T-Mobile, and they're smaller companies that use everyone else's networks. Well, that's how Ting operates. Ting uses Sprint's network. So if you have Sprint coverage throughout the United States, your Ting service will use the same towers. What's special about Ting? It's inexpensive. Just go to Derek.Ting.com. You can take advantage of their very low pricing. The average Ting customer pays $23 a month. What kind of customers use Ting? Well, if you're a big data user, it's not going to be financially beneficial for you. I'll tell you that up front. But if you use Wi-Fi for most of your data and you don't need a lot of data in your plan, you have to go with Ting because it is so inexpensive. I mean, $23 a month, that's the average. But it's all broken down. And instead of signing up for a contract, what you do is you just sign up for the services that you want. If you want one phone line, that may be $9 a month. If you want unlimited minutes, that's another $5, for example. Those numbers fluctuate depending on what you want so you can basically put your own individual plan together so it meets your needs and your needs only most of the other companies package their deals so for example you might get 450 minutes a month unlimited text messages and two gigs of data and that might cost you fifty dollars a month well with ting you just ask for the services that you want and then you get an extremely low price go to Derek dot ting.com D-E-R-E-K dot T-I-N-G dot C-O-M, and you can take advantage of the Ting service. Once you do that, shoot me an email. Let me know how what you think about it. I've dealt with Ting personally, and I've found them to be a very helpful and a company that's really concerned about their customers. Derek.ting.com for your cell phone service. We're starting a new segment of the show. Based on listener response, you know I get emails from the listeners, and if you'd like to send me an email with your opinion or anything related to the show, you can shoot an email to me at derek at derek This new segment of the show, monthly restaurant reviews. Based on the responses from the fans of the show, Most of you know that I do quite a bit of traveling, so when I travel, I like to try new restaurants, whether they're unique or something that's local to the area that I'm traveling through. I like to get a unique experience that I couldn't really get in the town where I live. This month's review is Mears Store and Restaurant, located on Oklahoma 115 in Mears, Oklahoma, Oklahoma. This little shack of a restaurant is pretty much in the middle of nowhere. But it has been there forever. They serve up food just like they did when they opened the restaurant back in 1901. They've been in business for over 100 years, still using a lot of the same original recipes that they started with. The dish that I'd recommend was exactly what I had the Mears Burger. What is a Mears Burger? Like all their food, it is served on a tin plate, just like they used to do back in the early 1900s. This Mears burger is made from their own longhorn-raised cattle, and it is 7 inches in diameter. This is something you definitely have to try if you are ever driving through Oklahoma. Make a stop in Mears. Try the Mears restaurant and store. They've also got beers. They have their own original Mears gold beer, served in a big 22-ounce bottle. Now, why do they serve it in a big, huge bottle like that? Because that's exactly what it takes to wash down that 7-inch Mears burger. While you're visiting the Mears store and restaurant, you will notice that there's initials and names of people carved into the wooden walls of this historic landmark. A very classic piece of history, visit the Mears restaurant and store in Mears, Oklahoma. And now, the topic... Of today's podcast. As most of you know, the small town where I grew up is a little place called Chambersburg, Pennsylvania. But what most of you don't know is that in Chambersburg, there is the Lincoln Cemetery. Now, everybody who's in Chambersburg probably knows where the Lincoln Cemetery is. It's right off Lincoln Way East and behind the Pizza Hut. You can drive back there and take a quick tour through. It's not, it's not a very large cemetery at all. But in the town of Chambersburg, there is someone who resides in that Lincoln Cemetery that most of you do not know. Born on March twenty fourth, 1884, this man grew up playing baseball. That was his big sport. He played on the school team and several of the local town teams in the Chambersburg area. He was a third baseman. What is unique about him is his storied career that was rather average, but ended up as something very special and very little known. As he came up through the local teams and in the minor leagues, he had a chance to make his first debut in the majors back in 1905. During his debut, he played both games of a doubleheader. Within two years, he was the starting third baseman for Cincinnati. His batting average was rather lackluster in the 250s, and within a year he lost his starting position. An injury a year later dropped his average down even further. He was traded. Over the next several years, he was traded several times. He played a total of 13 seasons in the major leagues. During those 13 seasons, he grew to be a unique player and developed the reputation as one of the greatest third basemen to ever play the game. What made him unique? Well, it was his fielding technique. In an effort to catch the baseball without hurting his hand, he would knock the ball to the ground and then pick it up and make the throw to get the runner out. It was pretty unheard of at that time, but for him... His unusual technique seemed to work. A lifetime batting average in the 250s, mediocre, but his fielding technique is what separated him from the masses. In the year 1913, he was part of the 3-for-5 deal, which at the time made headlines across the country. St. Louis had traded him, a first baseman, and a pitcher to Pittsburgh in exchange for two infielders, two outfielders, and the pitcher, Hank Robinson. Plagued by injuries towards the end of his career, he ended up finishing out his 1914 season with some independent teams. He was then traded to Brooklyn. There's a picture online that shows him with a smashed nose and a very stoic face. Your basic baseball tough guy who had been through it all. During his career, he did, though, manage to make it to a World Series. His team ended up losing. In 1917, he was 33 years old, had been plagued by some injuries, and had one of his worst season batting averages ever in his career. He was then released. After the war, he came back and played some minor league ball in Chambersburg. Upon retiring from pro baseball, He bought some farmland and worked as a night watchman at Wilson College in Chambersburg. On March twentieth, 1947, he passed away from heart disease. It's said that over a 1,000 people attended his memorial service at Henninger Field. Directly from the eulogy that was given at his service, he was our grand old man of baseball who started as a sandlotter and went to the top in baseball to become one of the greatest third basemen the game had known. Sporting Life magazine in 1912 said, Mike Mowry of the Cardinals doesn't get all the credit he deserves as a third baseman. If he isn't in the charm circle of the Cracker Jacks, he isn't so far enough outside that you could notice it. Later in 1916 from the same magazine, Mike Mowry, the Brooklyn team the past season, had the best fielding third baseman in the National League, and while he did not boast of any three hundred batting average, he was a corking, good, timely hitter, especially in the early part of the season. From a local farm boy, to the major leagues, knocking baseballs out of the air with his glove, picking them up from the ground and making the throws to get the batters out, Harry Mike Mowry was one of the greatest third basemen to ever play the game, and he is buried in the Lincoln Cemetery in Chambersburg, Pennsylvania. On the outside of his gravestone, it does quote him as being one of the greatest third basemen to ever play the game, but you won't see a lot of fanfare around his grave. If you enter the Lincoln Cemetery... From the Lincoln Way side, you want to go straight. Part of the road veers off to the right. Go straight past that to the second tree on your right side. About three rows past the tree, you will see the gravestone of Mike Mowry, famous baseball player from the early 1900s, little known celebrity from Chambersburg, Pennsylvania. This has been the Derek Izzy Show. I want to thank everyone for listening. This year will be our fourth year in the podcasting world. And I want to thank each and every one of you for making this show a success. Continue to tell your friends about it. Continue to listen. And feel free to email me anytime you want. Derek at DerekIzzy.com Izzy.com. Good day.